Hi there, it's Thursday, January 10th, 2013, and you're listening to the Casual Game Guy Podcast. Um, earlier this week, Iwata-san from Nintendo unveiled the newest in the series of Pokemon video games, uh, exclusively for the Nintendo 3DS. Um, it came as a surprise to me because I figured that since we had black and white, Black and White 2 out two consecutive years running, that maybe they would have went and did another remake, uh, much like Heart Gold Soul Silver, um, the year previous to Black and White. Guess I was wrong about that. Um, but the fact of the matter remains that uh, we've had four games, remake or not, in the last four years. Um, and it kind of makes me wonder that Pokemon might be overexerting themselves. Um, in the X and Y franchise, uh, there are a couple of differences. The first I mentioned was the fact that, yes, the game is exclusively for the 3DS. There won't be a DS title, um, and that's pretty much it about that part. Um, but there are a couple of other differences. Um, one of the distinguishing differences is that um, the new titles X and Y are very male-female oriented, and that's you know that goes without saying that the titles themselves, you know, speak directly to you know, male and female alike. Uh, the X title is a very blue. The the uh, the artwork on the X itself is very blue, and the artwork on the Y is very pink, which alludes to the fact that it's very you know gender centric. Um, and just the names themselves allude to being gender-centric. I mean, X and Y. X chromosome for male, Y chromosome for female. Um, they kind of alluded to that in black and white, where it was like, black was the boy's game, white was the girl's game. And that just goes for, you know, the, the, general, um, the general Japanese cultural aspect, is that black and white are pretty much in Japan, you know, male and female, respectively. Um, so it kind of, you know, takes a nod back to black and white. Um, some of the Pokemon are very black and white derivative, so it kind of seems more of an extension to black and white than a brand new generation of Pokemon games. Um, which I kind of feel cheapens the series. I mean, here you have the black and white games, and the black and white two games, and those came out a year apart from each other, which, again, speaks to me that they really didn't put that much effort into either black and white, which was kind of lackluster when you compare it to the Heart Gold remake just the year before the black and white, and... You have the uh, 
on the other end of the spectrum, you have X and Y. Well, what kind of effort was put into this? Um, so it kind of makes me think that X and Y isn't going to be that great of a title uh, or pair of titles. Now, the problem that I'm having is, again, why a sixth generation now? Why not take a year off, refine, you know, refine the code, re refine the designs, and, uh, and just kind of give players a better experience? I mean, from the trailer that I saw that was issued, there only really seems to be the, the battle scenes. And, I mean, that's pretty much what you're going for when you buy a Pokemon game, is the, is the battling and the capturing. And it seems that they did something a little different with the battle scenes, and that is there are actual physical attacks that actually take place, as opposed to... Um, the attacks that would have been alluded to in previous games. Let's say, for example, you got a Pikachu, and it goes ahead and attacks something with Iron Tail or whatever, and you get that attack going. You don't actually see the attack happen. You just see, uh, like a slash across the opposing player's screen, and that's it. Well, in the X and Y video games, from the trailers, I'm not sure if this is, you know, a complete product, but from the trailers, it seems that the battle system also includes an animation where Pikachu will now run over and use his tail against the other Pokemon. You'll actually see the physical follow-through. Um, I think that's kind of cool. But, at the same time, it's not enough to get me to go and buy the game. Um, now I am mentioning these differences. Um, the next difference in this particular series of games is the rollerblades. And, in previous games, you had a bicycle. You'd go from one town to another riding your bicycle. And it just kind of, um, it just kind of got annoying after a while to actually get on the bicycle, ride to your next town, go to your gym, get off your bicycle, you, you know, meet Pokemon. And it's just kind of, eh, very, very just annoying for me, at least. Um... And, unlike other games, there are, as far as we know, there are only two legendaries, and much like in Black and White, there is one legendary in one game, and another legendary in another. Now, <clears throat> this kind of shows that there really hasn't been that much effort put into this game. Um, it just kind of... 
doesn't sit well with me. I, you know, part of part of Pokemon for me was, especially in, you know, like in Gold and Silver, going out, finding these Pokemon, and legendary hunting. Just, you know, to kill time while I'm on the bus or whatever. Um, just something to give me, to, you know, just to give me something to do. Um, but the new legendaries, uh, there's a blue one, very male-looking one, uh, is a deer with these huge rack of antlers. I mean, seriously huge. They're glowing, they're like red and blue with some yellow in the antlers. The Pokemon itself is blue with very sharp points on its body. Um... And its name starts with X. It's pronounced Xerneas. And again, it's a deer Pokemon. So it's a very masculine Pokemon. It's very, you know, boy-oriented. It's very, you know, male. Again, hinting toward the, the, the gender-centric titles. Um, which leads me to believe that these titles are going to be very gender-centric. I mean, you're obviously will, on both titles, probably be able to get both, you know, a male or female role going, but I'm guessing that there's still, the storyline is still going to revolve around that particular, uh, that particular game based on, you know, the X or the Y precept. Now, the next legendary Pokemon is this Y-shaped bird. It's got talons on all three of its wings. Or both of its wings and its extremely long tail. Um, it kind of, again, Y. And uh, it's pronounced Yevital or Evatal, um, however you want to pronounce it. And it seems that the game will feature more than 50 Pokemon. Um, this is a huge step back, considering Pokemon titles in general have upwards of 100 plus. And... This is a huge step back, again, pointing toward the fact that um, Pokemon, in general, just really did not spend a whole lot of time on this. Um, either that, or they just couldn't spend a lot of time on it. And, uh, it just, again, tells me that they should have waited and put out a better product and that they are running out of ideas for new monsters. I mean, if there's only going to be 50-plus monsters in here, you know, we're used to seeing 120, 130, 150 new Pokemon. This is going to be the shortest, uh, the smallest pool of new generation Pokemon that we've ever seen. Um, by saying that it's... 50, more than 50 new Pokemon, we can assume that it's anywhere between 
50 and 60, probably 70 new Pokemon that we'll see. So, again, huge, huge, huge disappointment for me as a player, you know, from playing the original games, from playing all of the games up until this point. Um, it kind of just takes me out of it. It kind of doesn't want... Uh, doesn't draw me to this product. Um, so, there you have it on that subject. Oh my god, I've been rambling for 12 minutes, 13 minutes about Pokemon X and Y. Um, of course, we're going to have to wait for more details on, the su you know, on this game. But, uh, it just, again, it just doesn't make me as a player want to go out and get it. Um... The next item on our agenda today is the Razor's Edge tablet, um, put out, of course, by Razor, and um, <clears throat> for the price, um, there are two versions of the Razor's Edge, um, but I'm going to cover the more expensive version, um, which costs $1,300, it's got a Core i7 processor, um, 8 gigs of RAM, and uh, it's just for the price that you're spent uh, for the price that you're shelling out doesn't seem like that much. This thing was unveiled at the CES showcase um, on Tuesday night. Uh, I don't know what all avenues were available for it. I happened to see it on Xbox Live, but uh, it kind of makes me think that, you know, maybe Razer is not the best company to be buying products from. Um, there was a point in time where I had considered, you know, buying a Razer uh, system, you know, just a laptop or something just to see how it went, and, uh, I'm not too keen on it now. Um, the, especially considering that the Tegra 4 chip was, uh, unveiled at CES, so it kind of makes me think that you could have had a more powerful processor put into this thing, um, at the same time you were developing, and, you know, just put on an overall better product. Um, although, it is a beefy tablet. I mean, it comes with Windows 8, and it's proper Windows 8. It's not Windows 8 mobile. It's got the Core i7 dual core, like I, you know, said earlier, um, with hyper-threading and a base speed of 1.9 gigahertz. I'm not sure if you can clock it or not, but again, this is kind of what I'm talking about about Razer is we're seeing a new product that's built for gaming with only a 2 gig processor for all intents and purposes. Um, it does have 8 gigabytes of RAM, uh, it's DDR3, it's two-channel, four-gigabyte uh, memory at 1,600 MHz, which is pretty low-end for, you know, 
for a four gig RAM, I think. Um, couldn't we got a, you know a higher clock RAM in this thing? Um, it's got an Intel HD 4000 with DirectX 11 plus NVIDIA GT 640 ML uh, GPU. So, I mean, I guess it's an okay video card, but again, they could have stepped it up. For the $1,300 you're paying, they could have stepped it up a little bit. Um, it's got a hard drive capacity, a solid state, which um, I'll get to in a second here. But it's got a solid state capacity of 256 uh, gigabytes. Now, again, for the $1,300 price tag, Running a solid state drive, I understand that you put a solid state in there, it's less prone to bumping, it's less prone to shock uh, if you drop your precious tablet. But uh, let's face it, you spend $1,300 on a tablet, you're going to make damn sure that you do not drop it. Um, you don't want to crack that precious screen. You crack that screen, send it back in the razor, what are they going to do? They're going to tell you that they're, you know, that. You voided the warranty by dropping it. Um, but for me, the problem lies in solid state really isn't the best for gaming. Um, I've tried playing off of solid state drives, and it's just it, the transfer speeds are too slow. Um, that's just for me. You know, if I'm going to play on a computer, I want to play with a good old-fashioned hard drive that's going to, you know, that's going to spin at some pretty decent speeds. Um, it does have a 10.1 inch display, which is probably its only good feature. Um, but even then, the resolution is kind of low, uh, especially for games like Dishonored, which, you know, they did, uh, they did demo at CES. You know, during the whole uh, hour-long show they did on Xbox Live, uh, the resolution is 1366 by 768. It does feature Dolby Home Theater version 4, stereo speakers, array microphones, an audio jack. Uh, it's got 3.5 millimeter uh, stereo out and microphone. So you can add an additional microphone, you can add additional speakers, you know, whatever. Um, it's got a 10-point capacitive touch screen, Intel networking, uh, they're not very specific, but it's got an 802.11 BGN uh, signal. Um, and it's got a whole bunch of other useless crap that we would probably have never used, like the single USB port on it. Um, USB 3.0, sorry, and the HD webcam, which, <clears throat> the biggest problem for me with new products is that a webcam is being shoved in everything. Unless you're like a hardcore Skyper, or, you know, hardcore, um, you know, streamer, like on Twitch or something, it's not worth it. It really isn't. I mean, again, kind of low specs 
for $1,300. There's um, the i5, you know, just to give you some sort of scope on the difference, the i5 version <clears throat> has 4 gigs of RAM, so half the RAM, and it's got like 64 gig of hard drive space. Now, <clears throat> that has a $300 cheaper price tag, $999, a $1,000 price tag, versus the $1,300 price tag, and you're getting significantly less out of it. Um, I would have actually liked to see Razer price their products a little bit lower end, since they are pretty much, you know, a newer company. They they haven't been uh, in business very long. But the way, for me, the way that you don't repeat the same mistakes other companies have done, and the way that you build a trustworthy customer base, is, you know, to start out, especially when you're putting out new tech like this uh, tablet, is to start at a lower price tag, start at a lower, you know, price point, and go from there. Um, I think the i7 version, they could have easily have gone away, gotten away with putting that at like an $800 price tag, and the i5 at like a $500 price tag, and just kind of went from there, and people would still buy it. Um, it's making me a little hesitant on getting it, although it's got some pretty beefy specs for a tablet. Um, the peripherals that are available for it uh, are a laptop mode, a handheld gaming uh, mode, and some sort of home dock where you can plug it into your TV and whatnot. Um, about the cool, the only cool feature about this thing is the handheld gaming dock that you can either purchase with it or purchase separately for like an extra 300 bucks for just a couple of uh, wee nunchucks that are attached to the sides. Um, that's about the only cool feature this thing has. I mean, otherwise. It's pretty much a desktop computer that you're not going to take out with you. I mean, it, all it has is Wi-Fi, that's fine, but a real hardcore gamer, I don't think, will spend their money on this. I mean, if they do, then they're pretty freaking dumb. I myself would, would have one, but I wouldn't use it for gaming. Most of its specs would go to waste, and I probably wouldn't shell out 1300 bucks for it, to be honest with you. I might, you know, ask for one for Christmas or whatever, but, again, not that much for the price tag. So, today we're going to end on a somewhat serious note. Why are there no gamers in Washington? Why are we not being represented in Washington? I mean, hell, they've got enough money. They keep taxing the hell out of us, and they keep taking the money and skimming it off the top from whatever bills that they pass. I mean, most of the bills that I've heard 
that I've seen on C-SPAN or whatever include in some way or form include uh, getting extra money. I mean, hell, most uh, public servants these days are making more than the average person at McDonald's. Isn't that sad? Thanks for listening, and as always, you can get a hold of us on Skype. Look for Frank the Gengar and add me to your uh, buddy list there. Well, have a good one.